Now, another Astros podcast. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros manager A.J. Hinch. Astros able to take the series over the Oakland A's with the win yesterday. And uh, Carlos Correa, a big part of it with two two-run home runs. And uh, just so impressive to watch him day after day. And it's funny because it seemed like for a while he was the guy who was getting the most attention. But everybody's playing so well. It almost seems like sometimes he gets overshadowed. He does. And and, and I like the fact that, that somebody different stepping up all the time and, and – and, and dominating these games and becoming the key guy. And, and we all know that Carlos Correa is in the middle of our order. He's one of the biggest presences that we have on our team. Um, you know, he's in, and yet he's 22 years old. And, and I think we, uh, we even overlook some of the greatness that he's shown early in his career because of the team that's surrounding him. But uh, clearly dominated that game, made some good defensive plays uh, as well, and, and, and was a key com- contributor to a win. Also a big part of the win was Brad Peacock. Uh, struggled a bit in the fourth inning, loaded the bases with nobody out, but only gave up the one run and was still able to give you five innings. Yeah, probably the most stressful five-inning, one-run games a pitcher can pitch with all the walks that he had, and it's not his norm. Uh, a little bit of walk problems in his past, but the, but he's been a, a, a good strike thrower this season, but just couldn't seem to find a couple of finish counts to, to get outs and, and ended up walking five or six guys. So. Had a little bit of a mess. He had to had to clean up a couple different times. The big bases loaded, um, you know, situation where he only gave up one run on the fielder's choice was key part to keep us in the game and keep us close. And and he walked away having a really good game, you know, despite some of the struggles. And also, Raymond Goodwan, very impressive out of the bullpen, came in for an inning, struck out the side, and it seemed like that's that's what you see when Goodwan's at his best with that fastball and slider. Yeah, it's it's mid nineties fastball and a, and a power slider. It's it's the strikes and the comfort of, of, of bringing him into a game that um, where we need him to get outs. I mean, he's he flashes that type of ability. I think the young pitcher in him is pretty hyper and he's always excitable. And 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 whether we're going to get strikes or not is the big key, but. Uh, what we saw yesterday certainly works and, and, and can get anybody out if he can find the strike zone like consistently like he did yesterday. Charlie Borden had a rehab start this past Tuesday in Corpus or, uh, in Fresno and pitched pretty well. And I know the question was whether or not he'd get another rehab start or whether his next start would be with the Astros this week. And have you guys made a decision on that? Yeah, he's going to get another rehab start in Corpus Christi just to build his volume up. Um, having been down for as long as he have and in, in, in the, in the, the volume of innings that we're asking out of our bullpen, uh, we decided to, to just get him built up one more time before he rejoins the major league rotation. Uh, can get him into the 75-80 pitch count and, and feel a little bit more comfortable that, um, that we're not going to have a short start when he reenters the, the, the rotation. Taking on the Yankees and a little bit of a different Yankee team right now than the one that you took three out of four from in New York in May, but still a very good ball club even though they've been struggling a little bit of late. Yeah, they've been good. You know, they find ways to win, and, and, and they've done it in different ways with different people. And they've had a really rough 48 hours where they've lost a lot of different guys, and their, and their roster's changed, and we're continuing to get updates on who we're going to actually play. So I, um, I know they've gone some, you know, through some, some changes, but they have some really dynamic players on their team. Both their, the middle of their order are two young guys, Judge and Sanchez, who are very, very big threats. Uh, the back of their bullpen is really good with Chapman and Batanzas. Their rotation's been hit or miss, but um, you know they've been first or second plays for the better part of the season, and and will pose a big threat if we don't play well. AJ Hinch, thanks for joining. Got it. Twelve of the seventeen pitches for Hoyt have been strikes. Here's number eighteen, and Lowry drives it pretty deep to center. Jake Marisnik on his horse, racing back, has a play, makes the catch, two steps shy of the warning track, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros take two out of three from Oakland. As they beat the A's this afternoon by a final of six to one. Boy, great hitting. Star of the game, no doubt about it. Carlos Correa, two two run homers in this one. 
taking the lead in RBIs now. It's got 53. And the Astros just keep rolling along. Astros winners of eight of their last ten. Welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks. I'm pleased to be joined today by the uh, radio broadcaster for the New York Yankees, Susan Walden. Susan, how many years have you been doing the, the radio cast? This is, this is 13 for radio. It's my 31st year with the team as a reporter, beat reporter, and then television and now radio. I want this for, for some girls that are listening to this right now. What would you suggest to them if they want to be in professional sports? What's the best avenue? Well, it, there's no best avenue. It's what you want to do. But what you have to learn, and I hate to keep saying this after all this time because I'm waiting for things to change, right. and it really doesn't. There's women on the periphery. But what you have to understand that this is a business where um, you're not really wanted because you're always going to be looked at as if you make a mistake, it's a stupid woman. But I always say to little girls, I get letters, I get tapes and all that. If you can look in the mirror and say to yourself, I have something to give to people. I have a way of looking at things that maybe the fan won't won't get from somebody else. If you've got that, then don't let anybody stop you. Don't let somebody say no, because there's always going to be somebody um, that says no. People don't like change. They don't like things that that don't look in the norm to them. And you have to really understand that you... You know whether you're good or not, and you know whether you have something to give to a fan. And if you do, just keep going, no matter what anybody says. Now, how did you get into this? Well, it was really weird, because this was, and I was in theater before, this is my second career, and I happened to be friends with, I was always around sports, and you know, I had my own season ticket at Fenway Park when I was three with my grandfather, and went all the time. Yeah. And I became friends with the voice of the Boston Red Sox, Ken Coleman, and I would always, we would always be around, and when I was in theater, I used to sing the national anthem all the time, that's how I'd go to ball games when I was in theater, I did it all over the country, and Kenny said to me one day, you know, there's starting this thing in New York. This is 86. Um, They're starting this thing in New York. They're going to call it WFAN or WFAN. It's going to be an all-sports station. And I know the general manager, and you've got to meet him. So I went and I met the general manager, and um, he said, can you put together a tape? And I said, absolutely. I had no idea what that was. And I went and I called a friend of mine who worked at CBS, and he said, he wants me to do a sports update. I don't know what that, how do I do that? Well, come on in after my shift. And I went in at um, like 5 o'clock in the morning. He was doing overnights at CBS FM. And I went in one, one morning, and we did a phony sports update. You know, and we were joking back and forth. And I went and I put it on the guy's desk. It was still a little tape, real tape. Little you know, and uh, and I was hired, and um, then the first day I realized when we went on the air, I realized you know you're in a place where you're not wanted, and it was the first day they tried to fire me. The first day, wow. the first day, the owner of the of the station it was brand new. I, I was the first voice on the air in 1987, and I was welcome. And after the update, I hear outside the door, "Get that smart Alec Broad with the Boston accent off my air in prime time." And Jim Lampley was the host, and I and I just looked at him. He said, "Just keep going, just keep going," and they tried to move me. They tried to move me to overnight, so I'd quit, but I never did. And then I um, suggested to the program director, I said, you know, we don't have our own people covering. Why don't you give me a tape recorder? I've got a car, and I'll go and I'll cover a team. 
instead of calling the Daily News or the Post or all those people, because they're not going to tell you anything. Let me do it. So I was the first one with a tape recorder, really, to be a beat reporter, electronic beat reporter, yeah, way back, 1987. And you know why I got that Yankees? Because the Mets had just won the World Series, and nobody... Nobody wanted to go to Yankee Stadium, and I went, I'll go. That's great. And the same thing with the Knicks. I got the Knicks the same way because the Knicks had just won 24 games, and they hired some guy named Patino. And I knew Rick Patino from Boston when he had the kids running up and down the courts at BU with bricks in their hands. And I said, I'll go. I'll go to practice. And that's what you do. You make yourself available. You make yourself available, and you make yourself indispensable. So that, for example, when the Devils that first year um, went to the playoffs, I was the only one who knew the team because I was the only one who would drive to Jersey and sit there so it was that's what you have to do I want to ask you about this Yankees team real quick what do you like about them I like their energy. I like the fact that they are intense. I like the fact that they never give up. They're a little short right now. Yeah. Um, a lot of injuries. A lot, a lot of injuries. A lot of things have happened. Um, I love the fact that I think it, it's more now, but even when they're down at least 15 times, they have brought the tying run to the plate in, the, in their last at bat. I know you have a great affinity for Aaron Judge, the face of this team right now, basically. I mean, the broad shoulders, but... Uh, uh, you root for him just because of the type of person. Well, he's, it's a it's an interesting story. He um, you know he talks about it. He's very grounded. His parents are both educators, yeah. and he knows who he is. He's um, he's he's intense, but he's very gentle. He doesn't say. I'll tell you a great story. And I I root for people. I've watched him work in the last few years, and I've watched people turn from he's going to strike out seven thousand times. He's going to be Dave Kingman. No, he's not. He's a complete athlete. He's a great right fielder. He's got an arm like a cannon. He can run the bases. He walks. You'll probably walk him a lot because yep. Holiday is not here. Sure. So, um, But he gets on. He reads pitchers. He reads balls off the bat. Nice. He's a com- complete player. He has changed so much since last year where he struck out 44% of the time. He does not swing at the outside pitch anymore. He'll miss a ball, but he will not swing at pitches that are off the plate. They've tried to get him out on the outside. They've tried to get him out on the inside. Um, And he's just such a, a gentleman. I don't even know how to describe it. He's, he's like a very accessible Derek Jeter. Never says the wrong thing. He's going to be another one. That's never going to say the wrong thing as long as his career is here. And he's not just the face of this franchise. This kid is going to be the face of baseball really shortly because I see it where we go. And I don't know, you know, what will happen this weekend, but where do you see this? It's, it's a remarkable event when he is there. And when he has his last at bat, people get up and leave. It's great. It, and it's it's yep. it's great to see, and you root for him because he's such a good kid, yep. such a good kid. Also, you, Susan Walman, <laughs> thanks for catching up. Thanks, Sparky. This has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network.